You are listening to the Catholic Recon Podcast, testimonies from Catholic reverts and converts. I'm your host, Eddie Trask. Don't forget to leave a review and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, folks. Welcome to this week's episode of Catholic Recon Testimonies from Reverts and Converts. Before I get to my guest, I want to remind you to subscribe to my channel, visit eddietrask.com to send Reverts and Converts there so they can be on the show. And also, new episodes air every Tuesday at three o'clock Mountain Standard Time. This week's guest is Matthias Leinfeld, uh, who found, I think, the channel just through YouTube search, and you can speak to that later. Um, and just reached out through email and said, hey, if you're interested, I'd love to share my testimony. So, Matthias, welcome to the show, and thank you for reaching out. Hi, thank you for having me. So, with that, honestly, dive right in. And if you have anything, you if you want me to interject at any point, you let me know. But what I like to do on the show is just let you have the floor and share your story. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, so... Yeah, my, my story basically is, um, I will um, start with this, that I grew up Catholic. Um, I had a Catholic home. And along the way, I lost my faith and I found my way back. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the summary. And um, yeah, it all started with my grandparents who were very, like, they, they had a strong faith. And my grandma would always tell me these stories about this, the lives of saints. <laughs> and uh, I remember I, I believed all of those stories and it was like very real to me and it was a good fun foundation for, for my faith, but um, my parents didn't really practice it that much. And so, so I didn't have a personal faith until um, a friend invited me to a youth group when I was uh, 12. And, and that's really when I got into it and I started asking questions and I, I was really curious about theology and philosophy and it was just just a great i have very good memories of this time we had winter retreats every year we went to Medjugorje in summer and um i had all these people around me that i could ask questions we talked about uh yeah about basically everything that that relates to to our faith and um yeah of course, we had, we had a prayer life and, and everything. So I, I really had a good introduction. And for, for several years, this was where my life was going. I was growing in faith and, and it, was, it became more and more important to me. And at some point, I started realizing that, that there were some questions that I didn't get satisfying answers to. And um, the more I started to dig into them, I realized that those are the, the most fundamental questions that actually make people um, uh, go to the Christian faith and, and look there for, for these answers. And I, I felt like I had gone a long way and hadn't found the answers. Okay. And the main, main one was of like one, one of the questions that everybody asks is, uh, what's the meaning of life? And I didn't have a, an answer that I could, could put into words. And another one was um, the, I don't know what it's called in English, the, the question like, why is there evil? How can, be, how can be, there be a God that is good? And, and at the same time, there is so much evil in the world and so much, so much suffering. Um, and I started asking around, I asked priests, I asked some, some pastors that I know, and 
other people also from other confessions and I didn't get any answers that really satisfied me. Um, some of them were, they, they went into the details, like they started telling me how, how Satan was an angel and how he fell from God. But to me, this wasn't satisfying because if there is a God, if in the beginning there was only God and he's good, then how can there ever be something other than good? Um, and so I sl slowly realized that this doesn't work for me anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I got my hands on an audio book and it, it sounded like a psychological book, but it, it turned out it wasn't. Um, it was called the, the Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. Okay. And, and it's, it's in the same spirit as uh, Rhonda Burns' The Secret, which is really famous. And, and I, I listened to it and I, I realized, okay, this is not psychology. This is, this is um, basically esoteric stuff. <laughs> Um, but it it made so much sense. It explained why there are miracles in other religions and why yeah why people find um, confirmations of what they believed in all all religions. And because of that, I started moving away from from Christian Christianity slowly. And and then it took me about a year or two to slowly get interested in, in atheism. Uh, through through Darren Brown, he's a mentalist and a, and a magician, and in his shows he he reproduces some of the supernatural uh, things that happen in in religious uh, ceremonies, wow. and also seances and and stuff like that. He 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 makes these things. Uh, he makes people go through these experiences, and then he tells them there is nothing to it. This is not supernatural. This is He's a he's a materialist and he doesn't always explain everything because he's a he's a showman. Sure. But through his videos, I I really thought that okay, maybe there really is nothing to it. Maybe this is all just psychology and people just experience things that are really not actually happening. And yeah, a few years went by and and I realized that um I was never at peace with the question. I could never really leave the church and at that time my family they all knew that i i wasn't able to believe anymore i, I called myself an atheist but taking the step and, and leaving the church is was something that i couldn't do um i wasn't there yet and i said <laughs> i said to myself that um while i'm still studying i don't in, in austria and in germany you have to pay for um it's not optional you have to pay for if you're a member of the church okay you have to pay a certain amounts based on your income um and i thought um once i have to pay i will make my decision and i, I will leave if i if i still haven't changed my mind um let me let me ask you this so does that mean you were still going to mass or you were just saying you didn't formally leave the church no no, I, I wasn't going to mass. I wasn't practicing at all. I, no. I couldn't. And whenever I did, with because of my friends or because I because there was a wedding, it it felt, I, yeah, I felt like I was in the wrong place, and I, I couldn't say the, the prayers because they yeah. felt wrong to me. And then, <laughs> I remember there was, yeah, I, I had these times when I could, uh, could just ignore the question, and I just lived life um yeah you know i just 
didn't really ask the big questions anymore. Mm -hmm. And there was one year where I studied cognitive science and I quit after one year and there, there were other reasons as well, but there was one of the reasons was that in cognitive science, everybody was, all of, all of my colleagues were, or almost all of them were um, materialists. And we, we were talking about the big topics all the time. And I, I couldn't, it was just so, so exhausting to keep asking the same questions again and not really having peace with them. And, and then I had a big trip. I, I traveled for five months. And during this time, um, I also spent four weeks in, in Vancouver, Canada, where I had friends. And I stayed with two, like, two different uh, families at two different times. And one, like, both of them were really, um, they were good Catholics and they, they, had, um, they lived their faith and they, they, was, they were really passionate about it. And especially one of them, she, is, she was a teacher and she would do these amazing things um, with her students. She, one of them was, she, she would go to uh, downtown and with her with her students with her whole class and she would spend the night with the homeless there so we, they, they were sleeping in the streets with the homeless people and and she didn't do it because she she wanted to be virtuous and she wanted to be a good person but because she really wanted to you could tell when she talked about it she it was her her passion and she just loved everyone that's great and, and she wasn't she also wasn't um, delusional. She, she, you could tell when she didn't, she, she didn't get along with someone, but still, still she was able to talk about them with love. And when I came back, I realized that I, I couldn't get it out of my head. We, we had discussions about faith and we always got to, or not always, but most of the time we got to a point where I said, okay, yeah, this, this is not a satisfying answer for me. And she said, I also, I know that it's, she understood my dilemmas, but she, it was clear that she, she could accept it and she wasn't, she wasn't ignorant about it, but she, she took it seriously. But at the same time, this wasn't for her, this wasn't what it was about. So she played a big role in, in my taking a step back and, and rethinking my, my beliefs. And then I came back home and <laughs> And I was at that time. I was was really proud, and I, I I still am, I think, but I'm working on it all the time. And I I thought I would come back. I had traveled around the world, and and I came back, and I thought everybody will look up to me, and they will think that he this guy finally did what what we all want to do, but most of us don't have the guts to do it. And then I came back, and everybody was just busy living their lives, and I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do with my life, and. It took me a number of weeks to figure out what I wanted to do. And during this time, I was, <laughs> I learned humility in a way that I hadn't before. That's, that was the turning point for me that I, I realized, I thought I was a good person, but I, at the same time, I didn't improve anymore. I didn't get better. I just thought I was a good person because I was nice, but I wasn't as good as my friend in Canada was. And she had something, she had a joy, and she was just a much better person than I was. So she had something that I didn't have. And so I slowly opened up to the idea that there might be something to it again, and that my, my thinking, my, my, 
yeah, my arguments maybe are not, it's not the end all be all. I think that's a phrase. Yeah, end all be all. Yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> in, this was in February, February, March um, 2015. Okay. And I still wasn't, uh, I still didn't go to church. I still uh, didn't practice, but I was open to the idea that there is a God and that there's, that there's maybe the Christian God and Jesus. And there was always something that I, I, couldn't, I couldn't forget that when I was still believing, I promised to St. Saint, Saint Gemma Galgani. She's an, an Italian mystic and she, she was one of my favorite, or she, she always was my favorite saint. And I had this book, I bought this book of uh, uh, her biography and I hadn't read it. And I had, I had made a promise to her that I would read it. And all these years I, I kept, had this in my mind. I, I, I couldn't forget that I promised to her that I would read it. And so one of the first things I did when I was open to it, uh, I read this book. When I did this, this was so fascinating and it, it drew me in so that I, I wanted to go to, to the place where she lived in Lucca in Italy. Wow. And, and that was when I really was, I could open up again. I, I spent just two days there and it was, yeah, it was like a, a weekend in heaven. Wow. Uh, I visited all the places that she had been, where, where she, had, she had received the stigmata. And what century? Yeah, this, I haven't heard of her. What century was this in? The, the the turn of the last century so she she died i think 19 1903 okay okay excellent not even that long ago yeah it i could feel that there was something of i could go to church again after that and uh, I, I started practicing again at the same time i always knew that this this was fragile i could believe again but if if ever something happened to me like uh, um if some someone in my life died or um yeah some something something that i w couldn't deal with then i would lose my faith again sure and i was looking for this for this security or for this uh, foundation and in 2018 i i was tired of of this um insecurity i i was watching a lot of videos there's a there's a channel called um, it's a it's a podcast called Unbelievable. Um, it's a British radio show. Okay. And and they invite big the big names and in also in the atheist scene and they always uh, make them um, talk to to um, they have debates with atheists and and Christians most of the time. It's it's this uh, setup and. I kept asking the same questions and I, I, I wasn't comfortable. I, I couldn't really, um, yeah, it didn't really find my way to, to, a, to a very founded um, belief. And I had this stack of books about it. And at some point I said, okay, I will read these books and then I will make a decision and then I will live with it. And the last book in the, in the list was um, the Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn yeah. and when I in the last chapter I knew I had found what I was looking for because over three months it took me three months to read this book because it was so hard to read because it's the, the things he describes they are so so horrible yeah and at the end he had this belief this strong belief that there is a God and that 
that there is meaning. So it wasn't something at that time that I couldn't explain, I could put into words, but I knew he, he had taken me through this, through these horrible times of <laughs> the history of mankind and and still he could believe and still he he didn't he didn't uh, blame or he didn't judge anyone yeah and that made such a deep impression on me that after that i uh, it was everything was much easier and i had i had made up my mind and since then i'm i'm growing in faith i'm it's it's becoming the center of my life and more and more every day and uh, yeah i i found what i i was looking for Wow. You, sound, you kind of sound like uh, Jordan Peterson <laughs> with referencing that book and his own yeah. journey, his own journey right now. Um, here's a question. At any point, did you look at other Christian denominations or was it no Catholic? No, and, I didn't. Can you speak to that? Uh, yeah. So Austria is a Catholic country, so the majority of Christians is Catholic. Mm -hmm. But I have friends who are evangelical Christians. Sure. But for me, the, the historical arguments are, are were always so convincing. I, I couldn't believe that Jesus would found the church and then let let it fall apart. And it's it's not. Um, yeah, he he gave the authority to the apostles, and I don't find that in the other churches. Orthodox church, the, the Orthodox yeah, Christianity was intriguing in many ways but still the catholic church has one pope and so I, I never really had doubts about that yeah this is this, this way of thinking about about church which is that it has the authority given by jesus and so i never understood how somebody could could have an, a different opinion than the church and start making their own church because they think differently because there's no grounds for, for that being the truth. Sure, yeah. And what I found and what we talk about on this channel, um, and we're gonna be talking about it more, is how many of these people were driven away because someone was sinning in that church. How can it be right when someone's sinning? But if you follow that logic, it's impossible to find whatever you're looking for. Because in my experience, as the number of options dwindles, you end up, with yourself and it's almost a love of self because you're you're comparing the sins of everyone else to what you're dealing with and who can you look to oh let's look to jesus well what were his words how, how do you interpret his words you know so i i hear that and i wanted to mention when i was in my early 20s i saw the a video do you remember Zeit, zeitgeist uh, yeah, that was a very, very popular atheist driven uh, documentary that shook me. And I was what I, I don't know that I was saying I was atheist, but it shook me so much that it threw me off course for a good four years or so where I couldn't. I didn't have intelligent questions, but I just knew that there were parts of the equation that were missing. And mm -hmm. so that's why I just the way you were describing just couldn't find satisfactory answers that's i just felt that way inside so so remind me again the the woman in vancouver she's a friend of yours right mm -hmm. and you have since shared this story with her i'm assuming yes 
Yes, not the whole story, but I told her that she played a big part in, part in my reconversion. That's excellent. That's excellent. And, you know, what do you view? How, how do you view this conversion and how, how are you witnessing now? Are you trying to share this story to friends and family and things like that? Uh, they they were all witnessing it um, as it as it happened, um, but I wish I would do it more. I'm I'm kind of an introverted person, so I don't I don't like. <laughs> I have a big problem with making people feel like I want to uh, convert them because I I don't really don't like it when people do it to me. Yeah, but at the same time I feel like I'm like we are all called to to talk about Jesus and that's what I have to say I find impressive with with evangelical Christians with my friends they they just talk about Jesus all the time and it is not it's not um it's authentic it's really authentic they they want to talk about him they don't walk up to people and like play a role but it's really them so I I would be I would like to be able to do that but I'm (laughs) I'm not there yet I hear you. Um, when I was evangelical, it did seem easier to talk about it. And I think that when you talk about it as a Catholic, you've got to have, or you feel that you need to have a great deal of apologetics in your back pocket, because as you talk about Jesus and someone says, oh, uh, what church do you attend? Oh, I attend uh, St. John's. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were expecting you to say, you know, whatever, the, the corner church or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, the, I'm the same as you. And I think one of the, the best things that we can do is what we're doing. Just share, share our testimony and what has happened. And then over time, let that inspire others and hopefully give us some more encouragement to get out there and just be willing to share our faith. And in your case, you know, we put this together pretty quickly. You reached out and I said, this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I, you know, if there are other people that you know, please refer them to this channel. Mm-hmm. How did you How did you find the channel, by the way? I think I explicitly looked for Catholic conversion because I watched so many videos of, of non-denominational Christians and I wanted to see something Catholic that was <laughs> encouraging. Sure. So I looked for you. Yeah. And so on the non-denominational channel or the testimonies, did you see a common theme of people coming out of Catholicism and going over or did you see atheists? What did you see on that side? No, it was it was all Americans and they didn't have a Catholic background. Okay, Most of them were from a from a Protestant uh, household, but um, I think. Yeah, they usually weren't that, that uh, much into it, and then they had a conversion, and they they made it their own. Got it. So they would just refer to it as a conversion of heart, and then all of a sudden they were wanting to go to church and wanting to worship and all these things. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. This is going to seem kind of generic, but what advice would you give to other atheists? Because there are tens of millions of them. I mean, I've watched so many debates between atheists and Christians. It's it's amazing. Um, and there's vitriol on both sides for sure, but maybe you can give some advice. First of all, uh, watch Jordan Peterson videos. 
Um, and the other advice is don't, don't trust your, your thoughts because you know that you can make mistakes in your thinking. And when you're an atheist, you always base your, your worldview on the assumptions that you are right with your thinking. And at the end of the day, we, we will never know. Nobody knows. Um, and life is just better in many ways when you, when you believe in God, uh, when you know that things, things matter because we all, we all know that uh, our behavior matters and that it is good to be good. And I think there is not much ground for this in atheism, but um, people like Sam Harris have good arguments to the contrary. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, I noticed that I interviewed a gentleman and by the time this airs, that episode will already be a few months old, but a gentleman was Southern Baptist and he was talking about how he was raised as kind of anti-Catholic. So why, why would he ever look at Catholicism? But just like you said about an atheist that may say, my assumptions are right, presuppositions are right, confirmation bias therefore follows. This gentleman was saying, what if I'm wrong about Catholicism. Why don't I go to the source and learn from them? And he's admitting that it's gotta be one of the most incredibly difficult things, scary things to do, to have all those presuppositions challenged and to be willing to go there. And he said one of the, the most difficult things was he was basing what he understood about eternal salvation on what he heard from some kids as he was when he was 15 years old and it hit him am i going to let that experience that singular experience dictate where i spend eternity and so i just loved what he said because it was so humble and i think it's what you spoke of earlier it's that humility that will just be willing to go there and let and let god catch you now, yeah. if you don't believe in God, that's a different discussion. But for so many, they feel it. They feel the, the realness. And it's just a matter of stepping out in faith. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, this humility also, it, it never stops. If you want to uh, keep getting better, then also now I, I notice all the time that I expect people to experience me in the way I'm presenting myself. But actually, I might be really annoying to others in some way that I just don't know. Sure. And so I always have to be open to the possibility that the way I'm seeing things is completely wrong. That's incredibly wise. That's, that really is wise. That's one of the most difficult things to do and say, oh, no. I mean, my whole story was what you said in the first few minutes. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. So therefore, my subjective understanding of what nice means should extend to everyone else and they should say, wow, what a nice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually uh, somewhat delusional to, to think that way, um, which again kind of speaks to these world, the worldview that is so insulated there's so much arrogance and foolishness in an isolated worldview that is unwilling to look outside of that worldview. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add? I mean, feel feel free. What else uh, regarding you know from 2018 to now? What what's going on in life? I've done Exodus 90 twice now, and I, I really recommend that. I'm doing it right now. I'm just finishing up this week, so yeah. Yeah, me too. So that's a great thing to do, and give time to the Lord. Um, time in prayer, it's, it changes you. It's, it's so unbelievable what it does to you. I, I don't feel it when I'm praying. I don't feel it all the time, but um, since I started giving at least 10 to 20 minutes to, to God every day. My, my life is changing all the time. I'm, he's showing me my mistakes. And you know, Have you been able to go to the last? I don't know what the situation is with the pandemic there. Have you yeah, been at the moment we can. Anything? Go ahead. Yeah, at the moment we can go to mass. There are yeah, many, many things. <laughs> we, have to, we have to keep a distance of two meters and wear masks, but at least we can go to, to mass and receive communion. Uh, how about adoration chapels? Are they open? They are open, yeah. Okay. Oh, awesome. And I'm sure you had a good nine, ten months where you couldn't go to confession. Is that is that fair to say or not? I don't know everything that's uh, going on in Europe, but no, it's it's not been that long. Um, there was a time when we weren't allowed to, but um, most of the time it was possible. Awesome. Awesome. Luckily, God, yeah. Wow, man. God bless you. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. This is. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. this. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I felt called to it. And um, guys, if you enjoyed that episode, whether you know atheists or non-Catholic Christians, please share this video. And like I said before, subscribe to the channel and send anyone my way. Love to chat with them and keep this thing going. Until next time, take care and God bless.